guys, it's your favorite host, Clementina. All right, your girl's on the scene, on the track, all that, period. All right, hey, hey, hey to all my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. I missed you all so freaking much, y'all. Like, honestly, I know I say it every single time I come on this platform, but I just need to re- continue reiterating it because I don't think you guys truly understand. All right. But before I go into this long spiel, you know, about how much I missed you all, I just want to say welcome to any of my new people who are joining me right now. I see y'all. I go through my analytics every few days and I assure you I see you and I appreciate you. Okay. And for my returning subscribers, I see and I love y'all too. And I freaking appreciate y'all for being consistent. You know, so I'm going to say thank you for coming back, sharing with a friend and for all the things that you do. But can you guys do me a huge favor, y'all? Pause this episode and rate and subscribe if you haven't already. It helps me to get noticed by more beautiful souls like you all, and it helps me to reach my goal of changing the world. So, please get to that. Now, without further ado, friends, let's get into this episode because your girl is so freaking ready and pumped, all right? Period. Now, in this podcast, Jesus is our center. We discuss all things related to self-love, a healthy relationship with Christ, breaking generational ties, traits of a godly woman slash man, and so much more. Join me for this podcast and you will leave convicted and forever changed. Now, before we truly even really start, I'm sorry, I always say that. But before we truly even start right now, I just want to tell you guys the episode's name because sometimes I get so distracted in my notes. However, sometimes I do write it down in my notes to mention the name just in case before I forget and get carried away. I want to tell y'all the name right now to pump y'all up a little bit too because I want y'all to be excited. Even though you clicked on this episode and you knew what was going to be the topic and what was going to be going on and be discussed, I still want to tell y'all to, you know, give us some sizzle. So today's topic slash episode name will be No Means Next, Redirection After Rejection. All right. Y'all, I got a word for y'all today. I have stuff to talk about. I have stuff to go into detail about. Now, of course, I always have topics ready, you know, on hand, but I'm truly pumped and I know that I always say that. But y'all, honestly, I'm getting, you know, today I'll be going more into depth a little bit about my life. You know, I'll be letting y'all in just a little bit, just a tad. And I'm just going to be telling y'all, you know, how my past two weeks have been going And honestly, the reason why I always say that I'm pumped is because speaking about things that personally affect me give me so much energy because I have truly tried to understand, you know, that I'm weak and it is God who strengthens me and I should rejoice in my ability, my inability, sorry, (laughs) my inability to make certain doors open as well as my failures, you know. So now in the midst of me going through the motions of life, y'all, something happened to your girl. Something was going on with your girl. (laughs) So as many of my college, you know, I don't know how many college students I have on this platform. But if I have a few college students on this, you know, rate, you know, just because you're a college student, rate and subscribe just because. But anyways, you know. For any of the people that are in college, many of y'all know, our semester is coming to a close very, very soon, right? Now, is it just me or did this semester literally flash before our eyes? But anyways, 
for people that don't know, throughout the ending of December and the whole month of January, we literally do not have any classes whatsoever. Unless you decide to take, you know, more classes um, in the winter semester, but it can be a little bit too much. But anyways, that is not the point. So your girl was on the prowl for a seasonal job or whatever where I can stack this paper, stack that time and a half. And for my people who are from different countries or wherever, you know, different places, period. Time and a half is a benefit that you get when you work on holidays and stuff. You basically get minimum wage plus an extra half of your minimum wage. So for me, if I was to work on a holiday, I would be racking $22.50 an hour, y'all. Now, to some of you guys who are established and doing well in your lives and career, that's nothing. But for a broke college student... That's a lot. So I wanted to get a seasonal job for those specific benefits. Now, I promise this story will tie into what I what we will be talking about. I promise I'm not just chatting. <laughs> but now I had applied to maybe 10 places and only about a good eight had contacted me back. You know, seven had said that my available like seven of the places that I had applied to had you know, explained through email that was BS, um, that my availability wasn't okay. They basically were explaining that they needed people who were less busy and open to working anytime and any day, which is not what I'm down for. So basically they couldn't move forward with me, but this last one, like the eighth place told your girl that they wanted me to come in for an interview. Now, you know, literally this this process, you know, getting to that eighth, you know, getting that eighth email, it was making me feel like everything was all good, all sweet. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, yes, like God is really coming through for your girl. Now, let me tell you, all God is still good in all type of situations, but your girl was really feeding for this seasonal job. So I'm like, you know, God is so good. God heard my prayers. God provides. You know, singing my gospel, happy, and, you know, already planning for money that has not even reached my hands yet. Like saying in my head that I'm just going to get hired on the spot, you know, just like a few of my friends did in the past. All of that stuff, you guys, like just planning, 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 you know, pulled out a fire fit, was fresh and ready for the interview, all that nice stuff and all that jazz. And now the crazy thing is that before I got there, you know, I was on a train and I was thinking about my relationship with God. This is I know that this is very, very random, but I was just thinking about my relationship with God and about how a lot of times I put my happiness in other external things that, you know, just don't relate to God. So, you know, I'm talking to God and I just come to that realization and I'm just like telling God how I don't want to be that girl who is on that BS, who just basically puts all her happiness on things on this world and just doesn't rely on God. So, you know, I'm telling him how I want to place all my happiness and joy in God and God alone. Like, you know, I'm just telling him straight up. And I was like, God, I don't know. You know, and like, I really don't know what's really up with this job, but I don't want to place my happiness in this job. So all I said, all I told this man was that will be done. Now, did I expect that God was going to take away my quote unquote blessing that fast? 
hell to the no. All right. Hell to the no. Despite that, I came to that realization. And despite that, you know, I said that in prayer, I didn't expect what was going to happen in the next hour because I had literally, even though I didn't want to be that girl, I was already that girl because I had put all my hope in this job, being that the festive seasons, you know, were slowly approaching. So literally when I got there and had to fill out a sheet, you know, where I was supposed to be putting my availability, y'all. I started putting, you know, outrageous hours in my availability section. And literally, it took my sister. Shout out to you, Lynn. Shout out to my girl. You know, shout out to my sister. It took my sister walking in, you know, because she was she wanted to get interviewed as well. It took her walking in to tell me, like, literally, my sister had to stop me. Like, baby girl, why are you putting all these outrageous hours? Like, why are you putting that you're available Monday through Sunday when you really not? Like, when I'm saying put outrageous hours, I mean that I put, I would be working from like 6 p.m. to 1 p.m., you know, Monday through Friday, and then 1 p.m. to 12 a.m. Friday to sun- through Sunday on there. And I put those outrageous hours forgetting not only about my other obligations, but I truly forgot about my morals. Like, anybody that knows me personally, but even for people that don't know me personally, I personally do not believe in working on Sundays at this stage in my life. But who knows? I might change my mind one day in the future. But as for now, it's a no. So seeing that I was willing to put my morals to the side ever so quickly for a minimum wage job shocked me when I later thought about it. You know, it also made me remember a book that I'm currently reading by Heather Lindsay. It is called Silent Seasons, Trusting God When You Don't Understand. Now, I bought this book months ago. This is a side note, but I bought this book months ago and I never picked it up. But, you know, had it not been for this trying season in my life, I would have let freaking $15 go to waste. But anyways, that's not the point. The day before my interview, I was listening to the audiobook, and she said, Now, I'm going to paraphrase this, so please forgive me, but the gist of what she said is, or was, that if something is a part of God's plan, you won't have to beg, manipulate, lie, or simply have to do the most to get it, because it will just flow. Now, why, you may ask, why is that? Simply because what God has for you is not meant to drain you. All right. You don't have to lie. You don't have to try and manipulate or even freaking go crazy for something that's a part of God's plan for you. Now, trust me, it might be a little bit rough when you get it. But the process of getting something that is in his will should not be so hectic to the point where your heart and soul will be drained in the process. And when you actually get it, you know, to the point where you where you completely lose yourself. And I'm going to make that a separate episode about like what God has for you is not meant to drain y'all. So just wait on that. But literally, one way that you can know that something is for you and something is sent from God is how you acquire it. If you had to go put yourself in a situation, run around losing breath, beg this person to stay, lie your way through an opportunity, it just maybe just just maybe might not be from God. All right, just saying. And as soon as that dawned on me, I quickly erased all my crazy hours of availability. And trust me, bro, once I did that, 
Once I did that, and once I confessed to the clerks, you know, who are trying to arrange us for an interviewer to um, interview us at that moment, because it was a hiring event, they explained that it's a high chance that we might not get the job. But, you know, they will still ask the upper managers because they really love my sister and I's energy because, you know, we're truly really bubbly and nice and all of that. So they did like the actual clerks. They wanted to hire us. So they went to go ask the other managers. So, you know, as we're waiting, you know, I'm like, you know, we're talking back and forth. We're like, you know, God going to make a way. Our God is too good to fail us. You know, he's working. I, 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 you know, all I had to do was come to that little realization just a few minutes ago. And now he's just going to give me what I want. You feel me? And seconds later, seconds later, <laughs> Right as these thoughts are running through my head. Yes, Jesus. You know, you just wanted me to have that little lesson. But now it's time for me to truly get my blessing. The manager basically denied us for an interview because she basically said that it makes no sense to even wait for the interviewer because you're not going to get hired. Literally, like to make the long story short, she said that they're good. They don't need people who want the days that we want to work. All right. She said it in a nice way. It wasn't she was like, eh. because like I said, she really, really liked my sister and I's energy. But she just basically explained as nice as she could that they didn't need people who had the hours that I had and that my sister had. Now, my heart sunk, you know, my heart, it truly sunk in that moment. But I still made sure to be polite and, you know, put on my mask, you know, of happiness. Like, girl, it's fine. You know, I'm you know, it's okay. It just wasn't meant for us. Da, 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 stuff like that. Smiling, knowing deep down inside my heart, my heart was shattered because this was the only job offer that we had literally, you know, literally like we had not gotten any other offers whatsoever. And a part of my heart was trying to think of the good in this situation. And the uh, like the other part of me was wondering why God would play me like this. Like, not only did I waste waste a whole hour waiting there to be matched with an interviewer, hoping and wishing for something that wasn't mine to begin with, but I also wasted extra time talking to these people, already creating relationships, already getting cool with all these different people that are already working there, you know, making connections, wasting so much time. Now, don't get me wrong, y'all. My parents, they supply me with more than enough. It's not like I'm struggling and stuff like that. And I need this money. And they don't provide my day-to-day needs. But there's honestly a different feeling that you experience when, number one, you're making close to $23 an hour, honey. And you worked for that. You feel me? So it's nothing against my parents, but it's just like working for $23 an hour, honey. That's admirable. So, you know, after that disappointment, I walked to that train station shattered and confused, literally. I was walking to that train station and for a second, you know, my sister, she was like, we we had a moment of silence because we're just like dead serious, like dead serious. Like we came all this way. It wasn't it wasn't easy to get over there. It was not easy. I think it was even raining that day. It was just so much things that were going through our head and so many things that were going on at that moment. And we came all the way, wasted so much time just to get denied before we even got a chance to actually go through the dang interview. 
But honestly, with all that being said, that brings me to my first point. God is still God, whether or not you get what you want. All right. A lot of times we think God is only good or he's only moving or simply God is God when everything is working in our favor. Okay, but what about the rainy days? What about the days of drought? What about the confusing season? You know, the days where all you have to surface are tears in your eyes. Can you still declare that the Lord is your provider even when the thing like even when you your needs aren't truly being met or when the going gets tough? Well, let me give you that answer. And to the freaking no. I will admit, as soon as that happened, all that filled my mind was questions of what's next. And I just had complete doubt in God. You know, like I didn't have the courage of Job or better yet, the grateful heart of David to lift my hands in worship. Like I didn't I didn't have that at that moment because I was disappointed. And all I could think about was literally, God, you failed me like (laughs) You failed me like I wasted so much time. That's literally all that kept running through my head. But later on, you know, thank God I prayed, you know, a few minutes after. And I reminded God, even in the midst of my sadness and stuff, that God is still God at the end of the day. And he's still a good, good father who has still provided for me multiple, multiple times. And this one situation will not stop me from remembering all of his good deeds, you know, and even when things don't go my way, he is still God and that will never change. And a part of him being that good, good father that we're always talking about and we're always singing about during praise and worship is he protects us from the things that glitter, but have no remnants of God in it. A part of him being a father is disciplining us and humbling us when our heads get too big or too cocky. And that brings me to my next point where I'm going to shade the hell out of myself and get in your business. All right. My next point is making premature announcements give the devil an open door. All right. <laughs> now, I know some of y'all talk a little too soon. Tell a, tell a few people a little too soon when you think things are going to work out for your good, but they don't or not. Not when things are going to work out for your good, but when you think things are going to work out in the way that you expect it to, but they actually don't. It can be embarrassing, y'all. A few days before my interview, I had probably told a, a total of five people of my newfound opportunity. Now, to me, you know, like, of course, it came up in casual conversation, but I didn't have to bring it up. I chose to do that. And I won't even lie, y'all. This is me being, you know, humble, open and transparent. I won't lie. Sometimes a spirit of superiority or a spirit of bragging does take over me. And God always makes sure, he always makes sure to stop me in my tracks and humble the ish, humble the living ish out of me. He was playing no games with me, y'all. A whole, bro, he humbled me a whole, bro, bro. You know, we not even, <laughs> we not even gonna go back. <laughs> but anyways, That experience or many other experiences where I've gotten too cocky or felt that I got this by my own doing. God has crushed me every single time, but God humbles 
and breaks us not to hurt us, but he does it with grace. All right. And I'll never forget when Tasha Cobb says that. All right. And another part of him humbling us and him getting us back into check. It's not that he wants to be this mean God or anything, but he really wants us to depend on him because God is the only one that we can truly depend on. And he will always come through and always provide for us. But when we try to take all of our burdens on our back and do everything for ourselves and think that we're fine and we're self-sufficient and all that stuff, our back going to eventually break. But he just like God really wants us to just rest in his presence. And and when he humbles us, it's not, oh, I don't like you. But it's just like, baby girl, I got this. I'm your dad. I'm your father. I got this. Just give it to me. Simple. Now that moves me on to my next point. Never place your happiness, let alone hope, in things that are perishable. Instead, place your hope in things that are eternal. I have said this in a few episodes, but you can only place your hope in God because people on this earth and things on this earth may fail you, but God won't. All right. God, the thing with God is he may not give you what you want, but he won't fail you in terms of the purpose and the plan that he has for you because it will always go through, period. Like literally you're putting, you are putting all your happiness and hope in a relationship. But what if God decides to break that up today? Will you have a sense of self worth and hope? You're putting all your happiness and hope in school. But what if that 3.9 GPA drops to a 2.5 overnight? Could you go on? You're putting all your happiness and hope into your family. But what, but what if they cut you off tomorrow or God forbid they perish? What's going to happen to you? You put all your hope into a job, but what's going to happen if they fire you tomorrow for no good reason? Will you still have a sense of identity? Could you still place your head high and walk happily? Brothers and sisters, placing your hope in worldly things will lead you into a never ending cycle slash emotional roller coaster because things change all the time, literally. I can't explain how low I've felt after rejection, one like losing my sense of self-worth and happiness and even hope. Why? Like, why? Because number one, I opened up my mouth prematurely. I got prideful and I momentarily placed my joy, my hope and worth in something seasonal. Literally, <laughs> not only my seasonal job, but I've... Times before I placed my hope in things that were only meant to last for a season, which is not God's plan for our lives. Now for my next point, for all my planners, for all my people who plan their tomorrow step by step, word by word and their futures. Stop trying to create slash predict your destiny. Okay, literally Ecclesiastes 6.10 First of all, Ecclesiastes 6.9 is one of my favorite scriptures, but Ecclesiastes 6.10 is what we will be reading today. And it says, everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. I can't explain how many times I have yelled at God about how messed up he is for making me pass through something. But as I've grown, of course, I still yell at him. Why? Because he's faithful, number one. Number two, he still listens to me and he appreciates my my authenticity and my honesty. 
But I've changed from saying, God, do it this way. Ah, ah, ah. To simply saying, God, I don't like this, but your will is better. So give me the strength to endure. A change in mindset and a change in your perspective, as well as prayer, is the only way that us Christians won't run mad. But literally, trying to meet all these societal quotas, trying to predict what day and time your miracle will come, do you realize it won't make it come any faster? Like, God is going to keep prolonging it because God is a God of surprises. He doesn't like you to know what's next. He wants you to depend on him. He wants you to trust him to know that whatever will come next will be from him. You know, if you're attentive and (laughs) if you wait for him and also it will be worth your while, period. And I also want you guys to remember that rejection and, you know, failure and redirection, it happens to the best of us. If I didn't get rejected and hadn't had this situation humble me, and trust me, you guys, this will probably be a part two because I definitely have other stories of rejection. I have this other story of rejection that is so deep to me that I definitely do want to discuss and also discuss redirection as well. So trust me, that's coming out very, very soon. But had it not been for these situations that have happened in my past, I probably wouldn't be equipped For the bigger and the better that he is preparing for me in the future. Because I would be like I would become too proud and too pompous wherever I would go. And I know it's cliche, but if you win all the time in your life, you won't be able to handle the times where you got to lose. And literally, we all have to lose sometimes. And a part of me losing in life helps me like helps me as well as others in their journey. So honestly, you guys, here I am rejoicing in my weakness here i am rejoicing in my failures here i am rejoicing in my inconsistencies because god still loves me anyways (laughs) like god still loves me anyways and i don't know if this helps anybody but when you lose everything that you cared about you guys like just know that jesus got you okay jesus got you and you guys I was reading this one devotional and I just have to share it with you guys. I really have to share it with you guys. Um, I believe I was reading this two days ago and it says cling. Oh, Jesus. It says cling tightly to those words, not because you are at risk of losing them, but because they give you the same boldness Jesus exhibited when he stepped out of the Jordan River. Whatever failure you are experiencing, remember that you are a son or daughter of the king. You are loved. The king is well pleased with you. God's words are true and unchanging. No amount of success or failure is going to change who he declares you are. Let that give you the boldness to respond well to failure, to be transparent about your shortcomings for the sake of the gospel, and to be eternally hopeful because you are clothed with Christ. Now, amen and hallelujah. Okay, amen and hallelujah. I don't know who that's ministering to, but I had to screenshot that and love it on my phone because it it just spoke to me. And then it's honestly, of course, God knows that I was planning for this episode, but he kept putting like, you know, little devotionals and little quotes in my way. And I had seen this other quote and it said, for every level of success, there is a matching level of pain and struggle to pass through. Therefore, never envy anyone. 
Okay, I was discussing earlier about how many of my friends in the past, they have great luck and blessing when it comes to, you know, them getting jobs on the spot. And I personally, I've never been given a job on the spot. Truth be told, I've never been given the job on the spot. However, I have envy people like, damn, it must be nice to just not have to wait, you know, not have to go through that waiting period like, dang, like, did I get it or not? You know, and of course, I've envied them in the past, but I just have to realize I'm where I am in life for a reason, you know, and probably one of the reasons why I am where I am is to to discuss all my failures, my inconsistencies, like everything that I'm going through with you guys, you know. And I just want to say, God chose you, he called you, and he loves you ever so passionately. And like that other woman was saying in that devotional, no amount of success or failure will ever change that. And sometimes saying that, like, you know, and reminding yourself that God loves you and all like he 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 cares about us ever so passionately. I don't know about you, but that pumps me out. Like I said, pumps me out. (laughs) That pumps me up. Okay. And on that note, I got a jewel for y'all this week. All right. I I have something special for you guys for my returning babies. Y'all know I drop songs every single time I make an episode. So for today's episode, the song for the week that I recommend that y'all listen to is I Got Jesus by Keandra Lockett. Now I'm gonna say one more time for the people in the back. It's I Got Jesus by Keandra Lockett. Now, this song, I'll be honest, it low-key gives me trap vibes. It gets me hype while still giving me that take me to the king vibes on a Sunday morning. So it's just the perfect mix. And it's far from what I typically listen to or let alone recommend. But I would definitely tell y'all a hundred, a thousand, whatever times to please, please, please give this a try. And in the chorus, she says, I'm glad I got Jesus inside of me. The one who walked on water and delivered me. I can't live without him. No, I can't. He's all that I need. So for this week, I challenge each and every one of us to get recentered and understand that Jesus is all we need. He knows the future. Our joy should come from him and only him. He's capable of all things. And no matter how many rejections we receive, it can never stop his plan for our life. And, you know, before I step out, I want y'all to like I want to leave y'all with an affirmation because that's what we do on this side for all my returning babies. You guys know I've been slacking before, but I'm trying to get on this affirmation stuff. I'm trying to get back on it. All right. So our affirmation for this week will be. I got Jesus. It's plain and it's simple. All right. I know it sounds weird because we all know that Jesus died for our sins and all that stuff. But I feel like as Christians, sometimes we do forget how much we got. Like, I feel that we truly forget that we got Jesus on our side. And I want each and every one of us to internalize that. So let's say at the count of three, one, two, three. I got Jesus. All right. Let's say it again. I got Jesus. All right. And let's say for a third time, I got Jesus. Now, I really hope you said it either in your mind or out loud. And I will give you all another three seconds to do either one. (laughs) So one, two, three, say it, (laughs) say it. Now, additionally, since Jesus got you, he's got more plans. All right. I want to assure you, brother or sister, this is not the end for me or for you. 
All right. He's got more planned. He loves us unconditionally and our success or our failure or whatever we go through. It will not change the love that he has for us. All right. Remember that you got Jesus. Write it down on a sticky note. Make it a reminder on your phone. Tell it to a friend. Do what you got to do to remember and internalize this fact that will never change. All right. So that's all I got for y'all today. I want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in and stayed all the way till the end because you real as hell for that. All right. Don't forget to subscribe, share and rate. All right. Tell a friend. I'm telling you, tell a friend or two or three or maybe even four. Now, I love all of y'all and I wish y'all continued joy, peace and blessings throughout this week. Stay centered and internalize that everlasting fact. Tina out.